You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week we take a look at Ahsoka episodes, Far, Far Away, and Dreams and Madness. Welcome back, everybody, to The Mando Show. We are looking at two weeks worth of Ahsoka because we are busy people. (laughs) But uh, it's been a fun two weeks, at least. So we are looking at the two people we have not seen in over 10 years. And boy, they didn't disappoint. At least I didn't think they disappointed. But we're going to get into that. Right now, to the left of me is uh, Udio Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. Are you sure that's your no, last name? No, hold on. Let me do it. Let me check my ID. Yeah, okay. Udio Alvarado, okay. Star Wars fan. Okay, podcast. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Across the table from me. Uh, this is Joe, the unapologetic Star Wars fan. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're all on it. Wow. Can you tell? Yeah. Woo. Chad, I mean... Person to the right. <laughs> Chad, the resident Mandalorian. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Chad. Let's go. We Thanks can for go. being here, buddy. Okay, and last one, we can go over right now. And I am Derek Alvarado, father of two, tattoo artist, and Star Wars fan for life. One for four. Or one for four. Sorry. It's hard <laughs> being perfect. What can I say? Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Wow. I know. That's terrible. I don't believe that. I really don't. <laughs> far from it. Many flaws. Many flaws. <laughs> far, far away from it. Far, far away from yeah. it. Exactly. Thanks, Joe. Wow. Zing. And with that, we're going to talk about Dave Filoni being a genius with that little tease from <laughs> way back, was it? When he was letting us know that uh, where Ezra uh, was. Yeah. Ezra was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He had it. He that had it that was from Celebration in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Talking to Andy Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Yep. And the episode that shows that, that we get Ezra back in is the episode entitled Far, Far Away. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there was there was a, several interesting things that happened uh, this episode. I think the main couple things, two, two main things were, how about them stormtroopers, guys? The night troopers. Scary, I know, right? But I did like. Did, what'd you think about the outfit? Totally, completely coming at a cosplay kind of angle here, Chad. Like, what'd you think of the stormtrooper? Uh, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Like a good mix of the night sisters and the stormtroopers. Then there's some mysticism about are they are they just stormtroopers who are using the night witch cloth because yeah, their their crap's broken. Are they are they reanimated dead troopers? Mm-hmm. Are they going to become zombies? Sounds far fetched, but there's literally a book called Death Troopers about zombie stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. First thing I thought of, it's yeah. can it's canon. It's a legit book. It's really good. And so I was like, "We're gonna get zombie stormtroopers <laughs> in Ahsoka." And Enoch, the the main one with a gold face, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sounded like Morak when it had that little distorted voice. 
Yeah, so I think that's kind of answered that question of of Merrick and why he bust into Ash, because he was reanimated by the Night Sisters. So I think that kind of answered that question for us. Yeah, I'm pretty Um, sure we kind of figured that. Yeah. Yeah. The only hate I've heard from in the costuming world for the costume is for Enoch, because the... uh, the like centurion Rome, like mm-hmm. how often does your boyfriend think about Rome, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that faceplate of his stormtrooper helmet. I've seen a lot of people give hate for that, but I think it looks really cool. I liked it too. I, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was something that was familiar yet new and that I liked it. I liked yeah. what they did. I also liked how they did several of those ones where they pieced together some, some of the, uh, piece of armor they have but the joints were still obvious you could see the like what they did with kylo ren's thing i mean it's that that japanese um style that adds that random beauty i, mm-hmm. I don't know what the the style of that is yeah. called but i think it's a very cool look when you take something that's broken you put it back together but you do it in a in a way where it's obvious that it was broken been remade new and the cracks and the things that are used to put it back together are, have now become part of the aesthetic. And mm-hmm. I think it's a very cool look. So I would, mm-hmm. that was the part of it, of that whole thing that I really like looking at that I enjoyed the most out of the, those, uh, the new stormtrooper look. The costuming department story. on this show has definitely been top of their game. Mm-hmm. Right. Like on everything. Right. So I know I jumped to that. It's just that was at the top of my my mind. I mean, I thought that was like the most visually striking thing. We knew Thrawn was going to look like Thrawn. Uh, so that wasn't anything new. We knew the Night Sister mothers were going to look like they did because that's not anything new either. But those stormtroopers to me was something completely mm-hmm. new. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, at the beginning of this uh, episode, where where are we at? What's happening? They're still on the <laughs> ship. They're coming in out of uh, hyperspace, right? We're in yeah. psychedelic Purgle hyperspace. Yeah. Was that? Oh, that's. That's how it begins. The intro. The Is intro, that how yeah. it begin with? Uh, uh-huh. With okay, so they had already landed. No, no, no. So Hu Yang and Ahsoka and are like talking, speed, and they're right. talking, and yeah. Ahsoka, right. you know, just that's right. Kind of talks yes. about how well she was disappointed that she didn't tell Hera. Not disappointed, but was like, yeah, I forgot to tell Hera one thing that Sabine went willingly. Yeah, and you know she shouldn't have done that. But then Hu Yang has been the voice of reason. Is like right. maybe that was the only choice she had. I thought, that the, so Hu Yang's response is impossible, which I thought was a really interesting choice of dialogue for a droid because a droid could go through mm-hmm. a million different variations and, you know, C-3PO, well, you know, there's always this chance of whatever. So I was like, for Hu Yang to say, like, distinctly black, it's impossible yeah. like that. I think that says a lot. And then he goes on to say, well, what if that was the only decision? Because as we learned, it was. Yeah. Right. Well, Hugh Yang's been around for how long now? Mm-hmm. He's, he yeah. has for sure evolved beyond his initial programming. If you want to look at it that way, it's probably why he's speaking in a more uh, human, for lack of a better descriptor, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, way, manner than the droids do like C-3PO with the odds and all that kind of stuff. Um. So that's to me that made sense that he would respond that way, almost just a gut feeling or emotional, an emotional response. Out yeah, of Android. Yeah, they get some really good. Oh, you're probably going to say. Well, no, I'm just going to say the, the one thing I kind of liked about that was how Ahsoka basically was taking the, kind of taking the, the the weight of that and being like, maybe she shouldn't have been in that position. Maybe I, you know, looking at it from a point of view of what could I have done to not put her there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting kind of talking more because one thing we, we that I've been 
worried about is, and they haven't done it yet, so I'm still kind of worried about is going into detail or giving us more about what happened between the both of them. You know, they glossed over it. Oh, and it gets glossed over again with, oh, I, you know, she was, um, you know, Sabine was my apprentice and, and, or however you want to put it, vice versa. And, and, and that, what happened between the both of them hasn't been talked about at all. Nope. So, it, so when they give these little hints, I like them, but I'm like, I, I still want to know more. <laughs> so I enjoyed that part because it's her going, taking the weight of, of having Sabine being put into that position. Well, I mean, I'm beginning to wonder if, if there's any real specific event that happened that caused the rift or it was just eroded little by little. Or maybe this was just the way that this particular apprenticeship was supposed to go. Um, and the reason why I say that is because if you look at Ahsoka's story and her when she left the Jedi Order and left Anakin, it wasn't like it was one specific event. It it took a long time for her to get to a point like I'm I'm out of here. You know, so I don't know if there's going to be a specific story to explain. I mean, I know simple words may seem a little unsatisfying, but it's kind of hard to tell a story that happens over years and years and years. You know, and you're and you're you're right. I'm not. I, I, it's not like I need like this is what happened and this is what made me walk away. But they haven't even talked about anything of how why the friction even began like understanding that even saying well it happened over time or something along those lines would be fine i'm like okay i it's not like i need that but i want that you know what i mean it's not, not like it's going to make me go oh, this is horrible now because it didn't give me that but it's something that i think would add depth to to the characters and what's going on and and give us a little bit more meaning into their interactions so that's why it's like I want to connect at a little bit deeper level than we've gotten, at least when it comes to that, their relationship and what happened. That's why I want it. I mean, I just want to connect deeper. And, and sometimes with Filoni, the answer is just the simplest of answers. They're both stubborn. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and, and again, yeah. all these things, all these things are are fair and, and could be true. Any of them. And it's not like I want one over the other. It's just like, just give me something like I, that's just me. It's my own personal little thing about wanting to go a little bit deeper. All right. So, did you guys catch the other little reference that we're talking about with the old tales that Huang knew? Still, the three volumes. Yeah, I, I kind of took that as a of the old Ahsoka fan. Tales. Like, I like the original best, mm-hmm. right? So Rosario <laughs> Dawson loves A New Hope the most. Yep, that's especially her favorite. the first one. Yep, yep. I, I, that was great. I'm totally saying that that's her own personal opinion. I don't care if Dave Filoni <laughs> wrote it in for her or not. I feel like she got to say. Yep. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Yep. So that, that was great. But that was fun. This was a very meta scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then when, you know, then they kind of go into that conversation. She's like, you know what? Never, uh, let's tell me a story. And then how he begins it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I did like that. That put a big smile on my mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. So, but then that's all we see of them in this episode. Uh, and then it goes straight into bad guys. Them coming out of hyperspace. And Chad being happy. Which looked incredible. <laughs> bad guys, Chad. I did not like this first part with the bad guys because it got so annoying counting how many times Sabine said, we had a deal. Oh, yeah. I was so like, oh, stop yeah. saying that. Yeah, I think it was three. It's, it's one too many. Is that one? It's two too many. <laughs> to me like you knew what you were getting mm-hmm. I, I got definitely sabine's not that 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 cheap like i agree that that bothered me that that whole thing like sabine 
That's my gripe, and her her character has been one hasn't been like as strong as I want her to be, and I remember her to be, and, and I kind of get why, but I'm still like, ah, oh, it, it it hurts me a little bit to see her, whine, basically whining. We had a deal. I'm like Sabine, you've dealt with this before. Why are you feeling this way? Yeah, I've gotten flashes of uh, Harrison Ford yelling, "We got a deal. We had a deal." <laughs> as Han Solo when I heard her doing that. But just wasn't, wasn't definite tortured at the definite, time? definite solo vibes of we had a deal going on. But anyway, all right, that was just me. You guys didn't get that. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, no. So yeah, they come in out of hyperspace, come down to the planet. That planet was really cool. That ring that they have there, the Purgle the, bones, the, the Purgle graveyard. Yeah, that was just such a great description, mm-hmm. and the way uh, Ray Stevenson delivers it, and then. Mm-hmm. You fly over and it's just like misty, misty bones. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very cool. Which just kind of really lays the groundwork for what this planet is like. It just feels like it's bones of a planet. There's so little to it, but uh, we'll we'll see for, that in a few. For being li- a lot of nothing to it, I thought it was amazing world building. How they had the whale bone, the, like the rib bone sticking up that the natives had carved into. I was like, what a small touch that just builds this world so much. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they come, they come in I, that shuttle that that uh, detached though. I really like that little thing. I got, <laughs> I got vibes of Dune on that one. That mm-hmm. old golden <laughs> golden shuttle thing flying yeah. down with yeah. the, ex- the extending wings and stuff like that. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, again, we have what was I? I was making a joke about the the directing um, direction that Shin got would be just stare and don't blink. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Stare and don't blink. It's real big stare. Don't ever blink. Have you guys seen her blink yet? Oh, good. No. Watch, keep watching. I haven't seen her blink yet. In any take that she's in, there's been no blinking. There's been psycho stare only. And then look confused and angry at the same time. While staring without blinking. Yeah, dude. It's, That's psycho angry. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy keep ass. Telling you. <laughs> that's the, I mean, and you know, to get directed like that's your main job. I mean, good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I she's could do that. Kicking ass at it. So. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. I could, I could definitely stare and not blink for a while for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking to the last scene of the last episode or the one of the last, well, her last scene in the last episode, her look. I'm like, you're going crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So the, um, you know they do they they land and we get the, we finally do get the answer to how it is that Morgan knew what to do and where to go and knew that she was going to find Thrawn. We get that answer when they meet the great mother mm-hmm. and the sisters or the great mothers. I don't even know how you how you would. I would just call them the night sisters, mm-hmm. and, and out of respect, like they call them great. Well, the one the great all of them the great mothers, but did not think we'd see actual like full-blown night sisters in live action even with morgan being an ancestor and they looked amazing they did but they're also the only ones we've seen yeah yeah the only ones of anything we've seen so they show up and they got their cool little floaty balls of laser lasso stuff and whatever (laughs) else those things do (laughs) yeah um and, and all visually striking of course i mean everything is always done supremely well they drop 
and throughout this episode, Thread of Destiny, is that the Thread of Destiny? Their triple ball lasso thing? I don't I don't know. Would, I so I know so little about Dathomir and all that that thing. I mean, the only things I know about it are the things that we've seen in Clone Wars. There's some some of it, anyways. Um, some video game references, which is very little, which comes from Clone Wars too. Um, so I don't know personally anything about them. Do you, have you guys read anything that is for sure canon about them or anything at all? Or I have not. No. I feel like we're just really in a lot of uncharted territory, completely brand new stuff that's being done right now, which makes it really hard for me to. I mean, you already know how I feel about the people with their theories and stuff mm-hmm. like that on the internet. So it makes it even harder for me to want to listen to anything that right. people come up with because there's no, as far as we know, right? There isn't anything about this planet before no. that's been written. Anything about Dathomir, their Night Sisters, or anything like that that's canon now that we. Well, everything from the animated is canon. Right. Um,. But that was all in the galaxy that we know. It's not yeah. from here, where they're from, anything like that. So they were good. It was good to briefly mention how, like, they came. They're you know they came in that planet. The Purgles basically traveled there to die. Mm-hmm. So got me thinking. There's obviously a huge force presence. Yeah. Uh, whether it's good or evil in this planet or in this galaxy because even Balin you know later on in this episode Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that again but he Mm kind of mentions how you know something speaks to him he's drawn here Mm -hmm. yeah and Mm -hmm. so there's this this planet this area has got to be something central to you know the force like I said either good or bad but just in general Right, and so it makes me hesitant to speculate on anything that might be going, especially what's calling to Balin, because he's clearly not there on the agenda of Morgan and Grand Thrawn. Yeah. That's not his main main reason for being there. And with his cryptic words that he says, I mean, we you can pretty much tell there's there's another reason why he's there. He yeah. he pretty much abandons his a, a Padawan at one point too. Yeah, he tells um, her, "Off you go, go do your thing. I don't want to do this anymore." Basically, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but you know, okay. So we see we see the the Night Sisters, and again, they look great. Um, they they can ob- they obviously are at odds with Jedi. That's not anything new. Mm-hmm. They don't like each other, Jedi, and then you know, the Night Sisters, uh, ancient enemies. I'm assuming because they're just they could smell. It reeks of Jedi. Exactly, on Sabine. Well, I, I had an issue with that because I'm like, Balin's a Jedi. He was an actual Jedi. I was like, they they all Sabine, no. And that's why when they said, I'm like, and I'm like, uh oh, Balin, you're in trouble. And then they go to see I'm like, no, no. I feel like Balin was just standing in the corner with that mean face, like, don't look at me. It ain't me. Smiling way, boys. Smiling way. Is that a squirrel? Yeah, look at that. No, that's why when they said I was like, oh, he's in trouble because I'm like, ooh, they're getting this would be an interesting little thing. And then they went right to me. I'm like. Ah, boo. That's because Morgan turned around and looked at her. That's why. <laughs> so she got the attention. Around. But no, you would think that they would continue to complain about Jedi Reek because Balin was around yeah. a little bit longer. That around was, him too. Like, and yeah. then they seemed to be okay. Well, she's the one. So the Reek did. Apparently, the Reek did go away. I don't know. Maybe it was just. <laughs> maybe Ahsoka's got strong perfume. Who knows? You I mean, Sabine? Know. No, no, no. Ahsoka's got 
No. Strong perfume that right. was on Sabine last. Oh, I got you. I got you. No, I got you. Ship. Okay. Wow, that was a long time ago. I really Holy had crap. to. I really had to. And you really had to walk that one. Oh no, you yeah. had to walk it from the the thousand miles away to make that connection. That. It was maybe a hundred. Okay, it was maybe far far away. Miles. That's all I know. Uh, to Jedi <laughs> now available at Macy's. <laughs> Two Jedi is walking to it. I'm sorry. Either, either way, they, they were happy with the thing. So they're, yeah. they're weird little floaty balls of the threads of destiny or lasso or prison or whatever you want to call those things. Uh, marched her down mm-hmm. into a room and deposited her there, and there she sat. So, um, and then we get, you know, Thrawn will be here soon. Where's Thrawn? He'll be here soon. So clearly they, they've. <laughs> He went to pick up some milk. I know, right? He had to do a quick run. Um, But no, this, and at this point, this is where, you know, the, we find out that the dreams, you know, she answered the dreams, you know, uh, more, yeah, Morgan was, I mean, that's, that's some kind of interesting power. If you can reach across a galaxy, Mm -hmm. the distance between galaxies and even if it's through dreams, I mean, that's still, yeah pretty insane insanely powerful power a powerful power he said (laughs) okay so um we see sabine down in her cell again we get another one of these moments where she's like okay i'm gonna see if i can do this jedi thing and she sticks her hand up at the door and stuff starts shaking (laughs) stuff starts rumbling (laughs) but then to see her open her eyes and go what is going on Obviously not her. I thought yeah. that I thought the timing on that was really good. It yeah. made me yeah. laugh. Yeah. As you see a shadow approaching behind her through the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of figuring this would be a happy moment for you, Chad. Oh my god. The the shot of the shield generators and the bridge coming up just over like the top of the Citadel Tower, like one of the best Star Wars shots of all time. Oh, yeah. It has to Easy. be. And then the the crawl shot of the Chimera from the underneath. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With its little etching on the bottom. Yeah. And then just to see it all like damaged and re... Like it looks like, you know, it's a it's a graveyard ship almost. It's very cool. Yeah. It was a very good look. Very cool look. The, and it was looked like it was like a gold kind of color thing mm-hmm. that they used to repair it with. Whatever that might be. Yeah. Then the way it just hovers over again, mm-hmm. the, that tower again. Mm-hmm. And then settles down onto the tower. Not onto, but just can float there. Just like hovering right at the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that was, I was like, get out of here. Is that really what they're going to do? As Why? Thrawn's theme starts to start Thrawn. slowly roaring. Thrawn. <laughs> Thrawn. Yeah. Thrawn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and this is where we get to see those new storm, the, or not the new stormtroopers, but this this new cost, uh, new uniform that the stormtroopers are wearing. Um, and yeah, like and we already covered it, but it was I thought it was a super cool, very visually interesting, and this is where we see Thrawn in live action for the first, well, I mean, other than the trailers, in uh, for the first time, and he comes out, and it is the, the same guy who did the voicing in the animated series. Yeah, too. Lars Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a, what an amazingly talented family that is. At least yeah. the brothers. They do a great job, I think. <coughs> Excuse me. And Mads Mikkelsen, too, by the way. I have seen him in so many things where he kills it every, every time. single time in so many different types of characters, too, but... All right, let's let's just hope that uh, his brother 
I'm sure he's already delivering. Let's just, uh, I hope it just keeps going that way. I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. Anyway, so uh, Thrawn comes up. We get to see him. Uh, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, uh, I don't know, the, the conversation, you know, is the conversation that needed to happen. They were, you know, hi, hi, good to meet you. Nice to see you. Thanks for showing up. I needed, <laughs> yeah. you know, How's your mom? Right. Thank right. you, dude. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> but um, he does get told that uh, there is a prisoner, too, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and it's Sabine Wren of all people. Of course, he knows who she is. Yeah. So, ah, uh, finally a familiar name. Yeah. Well, because when when she said prisoners, he looked at the night, which is like you guys didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't see her. Then then Balin shows up and like oh you know or she she was by uh, a mercenary uh, mm-hmm. Balin Skull and he's like I thought that was interesting that she General Balin Skull of the Jedi Order like boom yeah, he's like he oh yeah, was, yeah Thrawn is in the house mm-hmm. for sure. No doubt. Then that's when the Sabine comes in. He's like, ah, yeah. But the fact that the that Morgan introduced them as mercenaries mm-hmm. didn't say anything about Jedi powers, Force powers, anything yeah. like that. She, it felt to me like she was trying to hide the fact that she had anybody working. Had brought for her. a couple Jedi with her, pretty much. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was. I thought that was interesting mm. that she would do that, and totally futile too. I don't know how she thought she would just sneak that past them. I, I love their exchange too. He's like, "Oh, I left the I left the Jedi Order years ago," and that that's happened <laughs> that's been happening a lot lately or mm. paraphrasing of course that, well that wouldn't be the first time that's happened yeah. yep so yeah so sabine comes up and uh she gets brought out and you know of course her she has no love for thrawn of course and you know where's ezra where's ezra where's ezra where's mm-hmm. ezra where's ezra guess what you get to go and find him bye-bye we'll give you everything you need yeah <laughs> We're like what what really should we be surprised though? With him, no, no. Were we surprised that he had ulterior motives? No, no, no. <laughs> no, and it was funny because that was one of the critiques. I'm like, why would they just do that? And I'm like, it's Thrawn. He had another. He, he had has plan. another idea. He has yeah. plans with him. That's plans. why every, when everyone looked, I'm like, you're gonna what? Oh, oh, okay. But then it's and we find out. Well, we got this right away, but we find out later on. But it's like, yeah, the number one. Uh, priority. We're getting out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Number two priority. If we find Ezra, eh, bonus. They can kill him or he can mm-hmm. stay. I don't care. We're getting out of here. That's yeah. <laughs> yep. Nothing's gonna. Nothing is gonna. You know, distract us from. We're out. We're yeah. out of, what this? What do you call this? Forsaken galaxy is what he, I think is what he called it. I do like the way that he plays with semantics, but that's just, that's what Thrawn does too. Yeah. He plays with the semantics, so he's like, I'm gonna honor Balin's thing. You're gonna get to go find him, and then after she leaves on this interesting wolf type ride howler a howler whatever that thing was so do you think that's the thing that in the credits when you see the drawing of a wolf like thing is do you think that's what we're we're looking at because that looks more like a depiction of what they're riding than the wolves on on Mm. lothal yeah i think that that might have something to do with it because for a second I thought maybe those that was the same thing, but I was like, no, that's no, that's not. They're not the same creature at all. So, um, but yeah, she goes riding off to give her the stuff. She goes riding off, and then he turns to Balin and Shin, and he's like, "Well, is when they when she finds Ezra, you're to destroy them." And she goes, "So you're what? You oh, you're not honoring 
planning to honor? He's like, no, she gets to find him. We said she'd have safe passage and, and see him. She'd get to find him mm-hmm. and be reunited with him. We didn't say anything about after that, you yeah. know. So after that, yeah, you get to reunite, reunite with your friend, and then we're gonna kill you both. As a Captain Barbosa Pain, move, painting our backsides for <laughs> ten years and longer, and so yeah, made perfect sense why he was letting her go. Because if uh, Ezra was gonna let himself be found by anybody, it would mm-hmm. be an old friend, of course, instead of running and hiding like he's been doing for the past ten years, and they haven't been able to find him. So makes perfect sense. So after she leaves, Balin and Shin get the same <laughs> outfitted on a couple of uh, howlers and they go following after. So there's also the question of the mystery caskets. The catacombs. The catacombs. catacombs. The catacombs, which we don't get to see. Uh, the mystery caskets that will take three rotations to uh, be loaded up onto the Chimera. Which, why? Why is it taking so long to do that? Did you? I mean, I see the caskets. They don't look huge. They own. They have their own. This is the only thing that's bothering me about both of these episodes. <laughs> they're not that big. They have their own grab device, so they're floating. Nobody's breaking their back trying to carry these things up and out of there, and they're just walking. They're walk, They're moving them slower than a walk. Why? And on top of it. When you see them spread out into the bay, you know, you do see them getting, it doesn't look like there's that many of them. Like if we did, were to work, like back in the day when I worked at a, at a, in a warehouse, if we were to unload anything that yeah. slow, <laughs> we wouldn't be working there anymore. Yeah. Like I get they're low on manpower, but what? Thrawn needs some Amazon DSP managers up in there. <laughs> Something, because I could not believe the pace that they were loading this thing, this, these things up in. And, it, and again, they look, like caskets of some sort, but who knows what's in there? You guys have you guys given those any no thought idea. at all? No. Has anybody even tried Zom- more zombie to troopers? Well, more I was zombie. thinking whatever. weren't weren't the Night Sisters like in Clone Wars? I can't remember if they were like harvesting. Not not kyber crystals, but like something that was a strength of their power. I can't remember. It's been so long. But I'm just thinking the same thing with you. It's like instead of just walking one by one, why not have troopers down like an assembly line and use the keep catch it catch and toss <laughs> with the gravity wells? Something I don't know. It just seemed like ridiculously long, just to give the people on the planet long enough to go and get themselves in trouble with Ron being a bad man of efficiency that doesn't seem very efficient at all so i don't know what's going on plus also the uh what what is in there mm-hmm. what's that, in that's there? the bigger question i think if it's so important for them that they, they can't leave until that is loaded what is it mm-hmm. snoke Blech. clones <laughs> please been done yeah. i'm gonna have a real hard oh, time if it's clones I, it, it would ha- okay i don't know without without spending like 20 hours trying to figure it out it, it's got to be something that thrawn is gonna use to leverage so a mineral is what i'm thinking it's gonna be something kind of like tangible that he's gonna use and we're gonna use this and with that we're gonna build whatever Just a whole new MacGuffin for the star wars universe correct yeah. yeah yeah because otherwise it doesn't it, it honestly if it doesn't come out to be something of that nature and be like 
Ah, lazy. That got lit. You got lazy. That's and lazy I find writing. That, but I find it really hard to believe that Filoni would let that happen. Exactly I mean? my so, point. Yeah, I mean, that's what's got me confused between the lore of Star Wars and the meta of the real world. I yeah. don't, you know, it's like. Well, Filoni, Filoni with, with, when he's had a, a long run to, to have, there have been stories he's kind of filled with. I mean, that it's kind of normal with for anybody, any series. I'm not just drawing shade at Filoni for that. But in this one, it being such a compacted run you i would hope that everything like 90 percent of what we're getting is going to have point to it it's not going to be something just to kind of throw in there i would hope so that's what i'm looking at going i hope that's really important i hope we figure that out well it it being thrown how badly he wants to get back the fact that he's willing to wait three more days when the, the mm-hmm. ability to All leave that, yeah. is right there, right now. Mm-hmm. And the night watches want to get out too. Yeah. Everybody everybody's ready to leave. Except for those things that they have to get out of the category. Exactly, exactly. I just so gotta what get, is it? And I just want to give another just big kudos to the costuming group, but just a little slight touches of detail. Um, if you notice, like even Thrawn's uniform is damaged. But like stitched together, it was like ripped up from. You could tell the, what happened with Ezra, but you know, since he's an officer, he's a Grand Admiral. It's all perfectly stitched and stuff, mm-hmm. even those damaged. I don't know, just like the little things like that I appreciate. I guess. Yep. Yeah. No good. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Now I have to rewatch it again. Right. Yeah. I see the stitches. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, there's that. So that's really what's holding everybody up at the planet right now from uh, leaving is whatever that's coming up out of those caskets. And I'm calling them caskets because that's just I think that's a fair. Shape. I think that's fair. Night sisters, death, zombies, all that. Maybe stuff. It maybe it's seems... a zombie horde from a night, a bunch of night sisters. But that seems weird. I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like that would be it. That's not a horde, though, what they're bringing up. No. And then it doesn't. It, and it feels like you would, if you wanted them for an army, wouldn't you be reanimating them already there? Yeah. That way you have, because he goes on about our numbers have been dwindling. I'm like, well, if you're, yeah. So I don't know. That's why I think it's something mineral or something along those lines. That because, can only be gathered at that planet. Exactly. Oh, and then we can't get it anywhere else. So we're going to have to do this here and take as much as we can to take it back. It's the only thing that makes sense to me in my a new new power source. Maybe that's mind. how they uh, managed to build so many of those ships. Yeah, uh, and all that Exegol and all that. Well, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that that's whatever that that's what the power with each star destroyer can destroy a planet. Yep, because it has what they're taking. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a possible possibility, right? Especially like, you know, we're introducing the first order, new republic. Well, it's, it, that's what it looks like. We're going to yeah. So yeah, and if Thrawn is the one that came up with those star destroyers. I'm all for it. Yeah, there you go. But they get taken out like punks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyways, <laughs> I had that. I had that thought last night, kind of mushing these two episodes together and going into the ending. Like there, there is, there cannot be. I mean, there could be, but there cannot be an ending where everyone does not escape. I agree. It, I agree. It has to. I agree. For the sake of the sequel trilogy because the the more like Thrawn returning that stuff returning just adds validity to the things that everyone hates about the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. where where did the first order come from they have all these huge ships and you know the empire got defeated well no not when Thrawn came back and reunited them and created the first like so I feel like they need to have like all these people escape exile just to establish and give credibility to 
what they're trying to fix. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you with that. I mean, the, the retconning of the sequel trilogy is not going to happen. As much as, like me, personally, I would love to see it all retcon go away because there's more to dislike than like in that whole thing, but that's my personal thing. I also recognize that. Um, Joey and I disagree. I know, that's fine. That's fine. That, that's, <laughs> Unapologetically. That's, that's, I know. But, yeah, you're right, Chad. If, if they want to do try to fix it, these are the steps you need to do. I mean, either you either do the the legwork that you should have done, so that we didn't have these years of like, oh, what the what did the what the what? You know, all these questions. They should have done that legwork prior, mm-hmm. and then we could have gotten there. But they're working in reverse if they are in fact. But I agree with you, and I thought the same thing. There's no way it makes any sense for them to be left at that galaxy because if it does, then I'm like, where to now? You know, then we're going to go through this whole thing again. It seems like it would be overplayed, to, in my opinion. Not saying that it won't be good, but it could. It feels overplayed at that point for me. So the fact that you said they, they're working backwards to fix what they did, that's standard operating procedure for Star Wars. Have you not noticed? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> so they literally made a special edition about that. <laughs> they, they've, been, they've been doing that this whole time. Good Lord, yeah. But see, that was George before. This is this is something else. But no. But so now it's Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they do. Man. His, they his like, acolyte. Here, oh, we'll show you how it makes sense. Now, quick, write a new line. Hurry up. And, yeah. So no, no, it's going to make all sense. Hurry up. Yeah. Uh, so I I had some thoughts about <coughs> Sorry. that whole situation, which actually we'll, we'll, we'll wait till the end of the of uh, dreams and nightmares for me to bring this up. Um. So we do see Sabine. I mean, she get she did get warned. There's, uh, which is funny that they even warned her about it. I guess they really didn't want her to find Ezra. Uh, you know that there's bandits out there, or whatever raiders, wandering raiders, and she did get attacked by them, and she did fight them off. And I mean, great, great cinema uh, choreography again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabine is definitely she knows how to fight for sure. She is not lacking in that department. She can go and take care of business. What duty? I hate that she doesn't have her helmet. I really, really hate that. I really, oh, yeah. really hate that. It got I, left behind. I, huh? It got left behind. I know, but no, I hate that. Like it, it's it's my <laughs> one gripe. I like the fighting. I like she, how she uses everything. She uses her like it, it coming uses her Mandalorian and every the whole thing. I like all of that. I want to see her in the helmet, and, and this is where I have the. It's one, on the way. No, no, but this is where I have the one thing. It got knocked off. Uh, you know, I already said that bothered me. Uh, and now, so this is when I go, no, this was a directorial or producer or somebody made that call that, no, we're not going to have her in the helmet. You think about that, I don't care. You know, everybody's opinion is gonna, could vary, but to me, she's a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian needs her helmet. They every We've been trained now for season uh, three seasons of Mandalorian, all of Book, Book of Boba Fett. You put, you're going to go in a fight. You don't leave your helmet behind. So that's the one thing that's like, I can't let that one go. I'm sorry, I just won't, because I love Sabine in her full Mando armor. Like when you look at Rebels, she pretty much always had the helmet when they were fighting. And it makes me question, if this was a cartoon and not live action, she would have a helmet. Absolutely, 100%. This is when I go, this is why I don't like it, because I think it's a thing of like either... They, they tested it, and for whatever reason, which I'm almost guarantee they tested, and they didn't like, maybe she couldn't act, and I'm air-quoting act with it on, or maybe, they, I don't, I, don't, I, I want to know, 
But that it, I can't let that one go because it is incredibly. I've never, ever, ever seen the Mandalorian fight without his helmet on ever. And the funny thing is, uh, Hasbro is really, really plugging the Sabine Black Series helmet you can buy. So, so is the 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 name of the actor that's playing Sabine? What's what's her name? Natasha. Yeah, it's something? like a three name. Okay. I should know by now. But. Has she done other things? Has she been in other things? She's best known for another sci-fi show on Netflix. And I forget is, the name of it right now. Wow. Thanks a lot, Joe. Stand by. It was a like, Hold, please. Okay. pre-COVID well, show. <laughs> okay. It is Natasha Lou Bordizo. That is who the actress is. Right. And the actor. I still remembered her first name. Uh, and then was it, no, it wasn't Day Shift, Heroes of Golden Mask. I don't know any but, of those. But nothing big. I mean, the, Day Shift, no, Day Shift I know. That was that movie with, uh, with Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah, yeah where he was like, yeah, the thing. vampire, yeah. She yeah. was in that. Did she As have red what? hair in that one? Because they said, oh, she already had dye hair, so it'll be nothing new to her. Mm, she was Which, Heather. That movie yeah. was was pretty funny though. That had moments. <laughs> I, yeah, I did like that movie. Heather. I I don't know who hmm. Heather was. Okay. No. Well, anyway, maybe they were doing it in a way to build facial recognition for her because you know Pedro Pascal has a very long filmography and we knew who he was. There wasn't any any need to have that. Yeah. Same thing with Katie Sackhoff. Same thing with Tamar Morrison. Jesus, we've yeah. seen so much Tamar Morrison. Yeah. Um, you know, anybody else who wears a helmet, we we've known except and even even um Emily Swallows, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. We all very well known actors, so the the need for facial recognition isn't that great, but with Sabine, I mean, and I have to say, she looks so dead on Sabine from the animated series, it doesn't bother me to see her without her helmet like to me it was like yeah it's it was a little ridiculous that it popped off so quickly but then after that in the the charge and craziness that everything would happen i get that she didn't think to pick up her helmet maybe for the one time in her life no see then this is an, <laughs> and even and even if you're right and they did do they do it for facial recognition then i i have to call like i have to call bs because then you're worried about other things other than the story that's my problem with it. That that is my one problem. Her fighting, everything else, all cool. Yeah, she needs to have her helmet. I don't. I don't care. I will not give a pass on that. Zero, zero chance. Whatever you tell me, she doesn't have it. It's okay. not like a Mandalorian. Anyway, because yeah, that goes back to Rebels, where Ezra's like, "Well, can't you just make new armor or something?" And she goes so deep and like pissed at him, talking about this has been in my family for over five hundred years. Yep. Yep. It's customized, yep. and even like what Chad said too is like, yeah, every time she went into battle popped it on mm-hmm. when she in the the epilogue of the finale that we that we got the mirror of mm-hmm. uh when she turns around she puts a helmet on mm-hmm. to leave before she walked up to ahsoka which that they did not do that in the show so mm-hmm. yeah i think i mean i agree with derek though i think it is for facial yep. recognition which is but which throws off story of not just sabine but mandalorian's mm-hmm. Name. It's more serving for the actress in the story, and I don't like it. But anyway, we can move on from that. Yeah. We don't need to be dead anymore. Okay. Uh, so that fight was fun. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Yeah, back to the fight. It was a fun fight. Yeah, it was, did a great job. Choreography was good. Um, fun to watch it all play out. I like uh, old gear, too. Like, she had that radar thing that, oh, uh, mm-hmm. that Han had in mm-hmm. looking for Luke and Empire. Mm-hmm. Right. Same right. sound, same everything. I thought yep. it was cool. And it's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. 
because that's the one thing that got blasted when the fight started. So uh, the the scene that happens next though is pretty funny between her and the Howler. You know, one of those those l- moments of levity. Um, <laughs> you know, watching her <laughs> tell the, the dog to go. Just the whole thing it was it was funny to watch. Um, then of course we have uh, Balin and Shin are you know following her. The part where she finally does find Ezra. Uh, which I wasn't sure if we were going to get in this episode because um, we had just gotten Thrawn. I don't know if uh, they figured, well, I mean, you're getting one. You might as well get both of them at the same time <laughs> uh, situation. But uh, you get these little roly-poly guys. <laughs> Hermit crab people. Hermit crab, crab guys. I rode space crab crabs dressed people. like hobbits. Right? <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, but the, the howler sniffs around and finds one of these little guys. And, you know, because... Sabine is not an evil person, doesn't just start blasting them and you know, tries to talk to them. And it's the same thing that we always see somebody who's got a good heart in Star Wars. They don't just assume that just because they don't know him, they're going to start blasting him, especially if they didn't open up with violence like the uh, Raiders did on her just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the little guy recognizes the rebel Phoenix symbol on her shoulder right mm-hmm. he's got a medal that's got the same thing right mm-hmm. so she's like ezra ezra bada, 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 Ezra, <laughs> yep oh thanks joe <laughs> did you practice that <laughs> i did <laughs> uh but yeah no so they start and then and it was funny to see how many other how many more of those little guys are actually hiding around that was that was pretty funny too was yeah. it like four or five other guys oh there was like a dozen there was a lot more yeah and it's funny because like they all have their little wooden metal or wooden medallions. I'm like, oh, Etsy shops are going to go crazy, mm-hmm. oh, right? Right. See, I never even think of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. But um, th- after this happened, I, this episode after this part definitely felt like the the closest. Like this felt like a Rebels episode. Just like with her, not just with obviously Thrawn and stuff, but with her interactions with the Howler, just that little comedic, like, you're a coward, you ran away, you know, and then he goes away and then comes back, then running into these little creatures. Mm-hmm. Just was very similar to like a a very heavy, heavy Ezra centric episode when, you know, the Lothcats kept following him. And he's like, mm-hmm. get away and stuff like that. So it, it to me, it just really felt like a, an episode of Rebels. Old school Rebels episode, yeah. yeah. Which was a perfect episode to do that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because as they lead her, I mean, we finally get to the point where they are leading her into their, their little village, all their little round huts, um, that they're all doing, you know, little village life stuff. We get to see little, little baby guys too. Um, and I know these creatures have a, a name and I can't think of what they're called now. E-rocks. No, no. I don't think that's what they're called. <laughs> Fraggle rocks? <laughs> no, I don't think so. They weren't furry enough for that. Mm. I don't know. They were definitely, they were called, I can't, I can't remember what they are. But if you're going to tell me to find Ezra, having little squid rock people would not be been on that bingo card. No. So, right. Well, they were, they were like hermit crab people, not yeah. squid people. Get it right, Joe. It's all. It doesn't matter. When there you're weren't space. squids. You don't know that. I guess yes, I do. Yeah. They were. They look like hermit crabs. So anyway, uh, yeah. They, you know, she's like looking around the village and staring at all this stuff, and finally, 
Or Jezrin. I don't even know what he said to her first. I've, I've I, watched I, I knew it it'd be, you'd, you'd be the one that finds me or something like that. Mm-hmm. I knew I could count on you. Yeah. is what he said. And sure enough, there he is. All growed up with the beard, the uh, little scars on his cheek, mm-hmm. and his blue eyeballs. And it's Ezra. Yep. After 10 years of him missing far, far away, Sabina's finally reunited with him. And uh, I don't know. I thought she would have cried or <laughs> jumped up and down or something. No. They were called the Noti. There you go. See? Um, this was, I thought, spot on Ezra and Sabine. Yep. Um, holding in their feelings, their egos, their happiness. Because her eyes welt up. Yeah. And... You know, then that, that that's just vintage them. Then you know the the, the embrace and everything. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I mean, the, she turned and she saw him, and you felt that. I was like, oh, like when I saw, it, I was like, oh, that hit me hard. Like that yeah. hit me in the feels pretty good. And then, yeah, but then they get there, and you have that moment of like, we're so happy. But I I felt like they're, but we got to be, you know, we we we're have we, we're, we're we're still who we are. We're not going to freak out. And then it's like a way for them to reconnect in their little banter back and forth. I'm like, yep, there you go. Yeah. So I, yeah, I took it. I just it, yep. it, to me, it was just perfectly acted by actors that really studied the animated versions of the character, the the souls, the everything of them. So I thought it was spot on. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Awesome. I mean, but it was yeah, it was good to see them both. So now we got yep. Thrawn and Ezra back into Star Wars live and action. I love how Ezra. You know, obviously people complain, but I, I love how he looked like his dad. Every photo you saw of his dad, that's what he looked like. The beard and everything. Mm-hmm. And and I was joking around like, oh, man, uh, people are going to forget about Obi-Wan Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to make a meme so badly of like, this is what white people think Jesus looks like. And it's Obi-Wan. <laughs> this is what he really looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be great. I'm surprised it's not out there. I, I am shocked. Yeah. I am. But a, a detail that I found out after I saw the episode was his chainmail that he had on mm-hmm. was Stormtrooper dog tags. Oh, mm. I did. I, I saw it through the thing and I'm like, that looks really cool. Yeah. But I didn't put, I would have not put them to me neither. Yeah. So. I didn't know he had, I didn't know Stormtroopers had dog tags. They have dog tags. News to me. Who <laughs> said that? Where did you see that? Uh, Screen Crush is a really it's they break down Easter eggs and there's stuff a lot of shows and I know that it's on YouTube right their YouTube channel yeah, yeah. I, I've watched a few of those they're pretty good they're pretty accurate fairly accurate sounds made up I've never heard of, <laughs> I've never heard of Stormtrooper dog tags before ever ever cosplay guy Chad nope. was like nope <laughs> not part of the CRLs for Stormtroopers okay yep. now, now it will watch the new yeah. ones are gonna come out and you're gonna be like oh now we gotta have dog tags nah. with our TK numbers on them I don't know, man. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Then I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go look at that in a, after we're done. Here. <laughs> pause that screen and just really take a look at that. Anyway, no, but it was cool. I didn't notice that he had some armor underneath mm-hmm. there. Um, looked like, yeah, it looked like some kind of chain mail. Part of me was wondering, if, is that some kind of best car kind of thing? I mean, of course, only because Grogu and his little chain mail <laughs> right, right. thing. That was the last chainmail like thing we saw in star wars so that's where my brain tried to make some kind of connection i know it's not that it couldn't it'd be i'd be shocked if it was any kind of best car or anything uh but yeah i mean and and uh ezra did look cool i mean the outfit was cool the the whole you know this is this is ezra living out 
being comfortable in what he was doing. And, uh, yeah. And of course he befriended, uh, alien group because that's his force strength, you know, got his own band of rebels mm-hmm. <laughs> in the RV park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mobile, mobile home. But and Sabine does not want to answer any questions at all. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to talk about how she's there at all. Yep. And I'm having a hard time remembering how they wrapped up this episode now. Uh, it uh, goes to the Death Sisters telling Thrawn that a Jedi approaches. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yep. And he says, and he says, attack the whale. Whatever for whale comes. Attack any, any yeah. pergles with prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Great Actually. dialogue. I mean, he wants to know all the information mm-hmm. and everything well, about her. When he said it's Ahsoka, and it's like it can't. Then you know, Morgan's like can't be. I got assurance from Balin. Well, Balin was once a Jedi, so now mm-hmm. <laughs> he's out of the loop. <laughs> he, right. He's out of the circle of trust. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, that. and then he asked once again to use some of the Night Sisters' dark mm-hmm. magic. The threat of fate demands it. Mm-hmm. Da the end. Q Thrawn's Thrawn uh, theme again. <laughs> Heavy organs. Mm. Okay. Well, and that was the episode that uh, brought Thrawn and Ezra into live action. For Star Wars, so thought it was great. Well done. Uh, again, the the planet was very barren. Um, did you guys see any trees anywhere? I don't. Mm-mm. I don't think I saw any trees at all. It was all lowlands, and it was literally opposite of the planet they came from with the map. Mm-hmm. The other, you know, with the so. Yeah, no trees. All lowland. All very dingy, low grass too. There wasn't even any bushes that seemed to grow tall everything anything that had any kind of height to it were rocks it really reminded me of like fellowship of the rings the whole just like rocky mm-hmm. valleys mm-hmm. and stuff yeah yep so uh but pretty pretty i mean well done with the pacing as always um again it, other than then sabine's missing helmet <laughs> uh you know and what could possibly be in those those coffins I mean, mm-hmm. pretty well done episode. So, um, again, I am very curious as to why we only see three Night Sisters. That's it. There's nobody else that we saw that was a native to that planet. No one, except for the, oh, I, t- I take it back. Except for the whatever the scavengers, the, the bandits, the, the Noti, Noti, and Is the Noti. Yeah. So, are they in just an? Re- uh, remote part of the planet where nobody else lives. I mean, if bandits are roving, that means there have to be people they mm-hmm. prey on. So there's mm-hmm. got to be other people. They can't be just preying on the Noti, mm-hmm. right? And they're and one thing about Ezra, he, they're always on the move. Yeah. So. Yep. So I, there's there's a lot of things left unsaid or questions about the planet itself. You know, um, but I do I do want to know why those three sisters are the only ones we've seen. Are they the, the the last remnants of the Night Sisters on this planet? Are there more? And these are just the ones that are dealing with Thrawn. Like, what is what is the deal with that? I don't know if those are answers are those are going to get answered, but I am curious. All right. So, with that, we skip ahead another week, and we go to dreams and nightmares. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Madness. Right. 
Madness. madness. Dreams of madness. Where was the madness? Was there anybody angry? Was there angry, angry madness? Senator was mad, but that was about it. <laughs> that senator, that tool bag, that imperial scum. He is. He's a tool bag. So we're gonna go right into it then. Hera is now standing in front of Mon Mothma and tool bag and a and bunch senator of other tool bag. Yeah, bunch senator of other Zeno people. Yeah, Zeno. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. That. And he's trying to give her a dressing down. And, of course, she's not having any of it. No. <laughs> I love that she just does not let people. Uh, the fact that he was like, you were trying to do the best for the or protect the Republic by ignoring orders. She was like, no, I was doing I was protecting the Republic by ignoring you. Yeah, <laughs> that was Boom. that was so good. That made me laugh so hard. Oh, man. But this guy is so typical of the old school that we've seen. Um, but it reminded me of the emperor's little puppet senators that he had before that would jump up and make these ridiculous accusations and yell super loud and just be obnoxious. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Why are we? Why is this guy so <laughs> angry <laughs> and about the whole thing? And watching this, I just go back to resistance. I'm like, yeah, no wonder your planet got destroyed. You're a dick. <laughs> what planet was that? Oh, where, Where's it? Where's Zeno from? Land? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't even. But he was a jerk in Rebels anywhere. too, so uh, or Resistance. Well. I mean, oh okay. Kaz is dead. Yeah, Kaz is dead. Yeah. I never watched Resistance. No, that's that's one I didn't watch. Yeah, two seasons. Yeah, didn't watch it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, very fun to watch him put be put in his place. Uh, even though he's still putting up a fight, right when he was right when he was calling for this court martial, we get to see a cameo from someone who likes to be in absolutely every Everything. Star Wars anything ever. It's, Carson Diva. No. Oh. <laughs> well, he showed <laughs> up too. He's starting. He's starting to pull the same thing though. <laughs> oh right. man, I feel like he's going to be the next. Uh, uh, what's uh, Anthony? Oh my gosh. Who plays C three PO? Anthony, Anthony Daniels. Daniels. Anthony Daniels. Thank you. The last name is the one I was having a brain fart on. Anthony Daniels loves being a part of every Star Wars anything ever anywhere. Our my buddy Ryan, who used to work for uh, a local company here in town that does the uh, Star Wars Galaxies uh, mobile game. Uh, they had a meeting with Anthony Daniels when they were doing the voicing because he just wanted to meet the people who were doing the video game. He's like, I got to meet C-3PO today. <laughs> it was so funny. This was years ago, of course. but and then It's funny because he didn't want to be, after he found out what his character would have been in Star Wars, he's like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> well, well, he's but he's been in it ever since. So uh, having him show up, like you, you recognize his voice as soon as you hear it in the background. I'm like, 3PO. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Trivios here, mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. I mean, how great it would have been. Well, I don't. I guess they would have had to have DH her if if uh, she was still here. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I'm having a hard time remembering. Carrie Fisher, thank you. Wow, <laughs> wow. I and I thought I had sleep last night. Wow. I know. I know. I'm ashamed. Once they said they had a representative for Senator Ghana, I'm like three PO baby. Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah. I I heard him. Uh, but yeah, if Carrie Fisher wasn't was here. I'm sure they would have done a de-aging job on her to, to go in there to be the appropriate age. But um, unfortunately, she isn't. And uh, But 3PO coming in as a representative for her, I mean, that was, that was pretty good, too, mm-hmm. I got to say. 
And the fact that he really slapped that senator's dick in the dirt was fantastic. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. It was it was some of the funnest C3PO like I this is why I am the protocol droid cuz yeah. I can handle a senator mm-hmm. and and put him in his place. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh mere droid indeed. Yeah. That's 3PO, bro. And then the rest of the senators, my mothman, they're like, oh, well, maybe. And he's like, what? You guys going to listen to the opinions of a droid? The Me- chopper starts. Rum, 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 rum. No, no, yeah, yeah. Mere, mere droid is what yeah. he said. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, chopper getting angry, too. He was like, a down, boy, down, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Great scene. Anyways, put that whole thing to, to rest. Well, and then finding out that not only is she Senator Organa, she is the leader of defense mm-hmm. for the... <laughs> New Republic, which is, she answers to no one, not even Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. basically. And they're like, yeah, the leader of defense uh, says this, and so it, it, make it so, as another captain from another franchise would say. Right. Yeah. And it made, it made she managed to not just put that to rest, but made it look like that senator wasn't it screwed up in the first place by not having her be part of the meeting mm-hmm. where they were discussing this whole thing in, in the first place, mm-hmm. because she is the leader of the defense force. That was, it was beautiful. Like absolutely the type of thing you would expect from Leia to do, you know, not only save a friend, but put whoever is being the big jerk, you know, on their heels at the same time. So, uh, very, very fun thing to see. But unfortunately that's all we do see of Hera this episode too. And anything happening in our galaxy, we'll just call it that and not the uh, galaxy far, far away. So, um, then we go into, we, we have a, a few interesting things that happen next. Um, we see that Ahsoka is still doing, she still practices her katas mm-hmm. um, and doing that. And also we see something new that we didn't know was there. And that was that Anakin had also given her a bunch of videos, recorded training sessions. We saw that in Rebels. Did we? Yeah. Like she, even more, like after, after she left, she had them. Yeah. There's because after she realizes in season two, that, uh, that, that scene where like the apprentice lives, you know, and mm-hmm. she realizes that Vader's Anakin, mm-hmm. but not believing it yet. Uh, there's times where she's just watching, uh, one of the training videos, oh, okay. not, not training to it, but just watching it just cause that's all she had of Anakin. Hmm. Okay. So I don't remember no, that. It was another callback. So. All right. Well, I didn't remember that, so thanks for thanks for pointing that out. So yeah, but seeing it seeing it done live action now, you know, and again, Hayden Christensen is um, reprising the role as the uh, Clone Wars era Anakin, and uh, it looks great. I mean, for it's the hologram, mm-hmm. but still, he looks cool. Speaking the same way he he would have spoken to her back then, and all that. So, um, so we get to get a little bit of that that heartstring pull of the, mm-hmm. the good old days back when Ahsoka was young and Anakin wasn't the bad guy yet. Um, then, uh, you know, there's a little bit of dialogue between her and Hu Yang and all that stuff, but they come out, they're arriving to the planet finally. So we're going to see what happens here. And we know that there's been a hit put out on the whale. So what exactly are they going to walk into mm-hmm. when they get there? Um, I question the method, but I guess if you're going to have a static, something just sitting there waiting, a minefield is the way to go. <laughs> uh, so seeing that that was the case, 
to me, it made it feel like it was kind of easy for them to get away from that. But I mean, it was still, the visuals are pretty cool. I mean, mm -hmm. they get there, they slow down, they come out of hyperspace, you know, they're going to start trying to do scanning. All of a sudden you start hearing these, you know, faraway thuds and they get louder and louder. And it was funny that who, uh, who Yang didn't want to, he didn't want to leave the program. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's like, maybe we're safer in here. Yeah. You know, that, that whole thing. I mean, and their banter back and forth too, when they were coming out of hyperspace was pretty funny. He was, he was worried about how do we even know if we're going to be in the same galaxy mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. anything? All our star charts aren't worth any, like just watching. And she's just sitting there smiling at him. That was pretty funny. He's like, Oh, she's fine. You're always doing this to me. Mm -hmm. That yeah. kind of situation. That was pretty funny to see that, that interaction. Uh, but then the explosions, yes, they come out, explosions everywhere. It's a minefield. Run for your life. Fly, fly, fly. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I mean, it's such a typical Star Wars thing, which in the middle of this really bad situation, you have some comments that are made and there's got to be some humor in it, you know. At least the wheels are covering for us. And then they, they're like, pew, we're out of here. Yeah. Like, you just had to say yeah, something. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> then we get, again, uh, reference dialogue. We're going to get pulverized out here. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Super funny. But anyway, so, of course, you know, Ahsoka, you know, flying out of a minefield, whatever. She can do that in her sleep. We're not worried. Uh, they do come out of it. And now they have nine fighters on her. Okay, that causes pose a little bit more of a problem. So they go down, flying into the ring of bones. And uh, again, I feel like it's an old Star Wars trope at this point in time, but it's always fun. Yep. You know, it's not an asteroid field, it's a bone field this yep. time. And uh, instantly, I'm like, oh, this is the Star Tours we're getting next year <laughs> with Ahsoka. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And a very dense, like clouds and stuff, too. of... I can only imagine dissolved well flesh that's now, <laughs> you know, bacteria floating as a cloud out in space uh, and all the bones and, you know, all that, that fun dodging and flying and weaving. And, you know, we have to get the obligatory uh, fighter that hits something and blows up. Of yep. course, got to have that. Uh, but then having uh Thrawn, you know, we see him give the command of, okay, she's in there. We know where she's at. He looks at the, the information. He quickly scans it because Morgan brings up, here's what we know from the inquisitorial da data or archives, right? And he's like, oh, her master was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. whole new th threat level of Ahsoka just went up a couple notches for in Tron's mm -hmm. mind. So he decides that instead of throwing away resources, he's going to let her sit there and uh, we're going to keep an eye out for her. When she comes out, then I got a question for Chad because uh, we know in, in one of the newer books that he mm. had interaction with Anakin. Yeah, but like, how was that? Just like a how big of that or how big of a scene was that, or was that just something small? Or so it's a whole book about, <clears throat> and it takes place pre, um, pre Empire and then post Empire. Um, so there's Thrawn working for the Chiss Ascendancy, working with the New Republic and the Clone Wars, and he's assigned on a mission with General Anakin Skywalker, and he learns him, they learn each other, he studies him, he 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 knows who Anakin Skywalker is by the end of, of them. And then it jumps into this uh, Im Imperial uh, stage where he's the Grand Admiral and he gets assigned a mission with Darth Vader, and immediately, as soon as he meets Darth Vader, he knows he's Anakin Skywalker. Hmm. 
No, no question. So then the rest of it, um, and their relationship is he would, he would kind of antagonize him. He, he would drop hints about, Oh, you know, Anakin would have done this. He would just, he would, he would always put him in his place and let him know. I know you're Anakin Skywalker. Mm. Um, so I think there was definitely some fear hearing that her master was Anakin, but I think also he, he knows, he knows what to do. Yeah. He feels pretty confident in in how to handle. Yeah. And these are post Disney books. So they're canon. They're canon. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good to know. The good background to know. And some know extra that. excitement now, mm-hmm. if it wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. So he he needs it. He just basically feels like he knows. Or I mean, he might finish that file just to round out. Is he? Feel, I feel like he's that's the type of guy he is. Yeah, he's not going to leave any information out because um, you never know what tiny bit of information might be crucial. So he will read the entire file. But for for a quick glance, knowing that that's who her master is. Um, he comes to a quick conclusion of, okay, we're going to stop chasing her. We're going to wait because she's, because we know she's here to go find her friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, when that happens, we'll control the variables is what he says. We'll control yeah. all the other variables, mm-hmm. you know, cause the Jedi are good at hiding. They do it all the time. And then <laughs> so throwing he's, a lot of shade. He's just so next level though. Cause you, we think he's do he's doing that, you know, for whatever reason. But by the end of the episode, we know there, there was an ulterior motive. You know, he, they stopped chasing because he's like, let her hide. She's just killing her time. That's all. It's all we need is just waste time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, you know, there. So now she's hanging out, posted up on a big giant whalebone, and they're trying to to find Sabine, and they're doing. Uh, some scans and nothing's coming up. So she decides she's going to reach out through the force to try and find Sabine. Right. So now we get to see her and Ezra on the move uh, with the entire village, all in their pill bugs, their pill bug vehicles basically is what they are. So hermits and uh, hermit crab and pill bugs is what I was referring to them as before I knew what their name was. Um, but they're going along and they're, you know, talking and, and so, you know, Ezra mentions that he's trying to like absorb everything that she's told him so far. Clearly hasn't told him everything because when it comes to the subject of how she got there or Ahsoka and any of that, uh, she just says it's complicated. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't push her. Um, but the fact that <laughs> Ahsoka took her on as an apprentice and he's like, what, why? That yeah, was pretty funny. That was funny. I mean, cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good for oh, you. Yeah, but that was great. Cool. Of course. Yeah. Cause you, you know, you trained with me when I was learning too. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, totally. <laughs> that was yeah, pretty funny. And that was for sure. Typical like Ezra Sabine, uh, interaction. Uh, so that, that was pretty funny to see. Uh, we also know that, uh, the Balin and Shin. Now I don't remember if it happened in last episode. Now that I just forgot to, to or it happens now, where they run into some raiders and the uh, end of the last episode. End of the last episode. That's when okay. that's when he sends her on the way, right? And he says, "I'm basically saying I'm He's here like, for another reason." The enemy of our enemy is our friend, right? No, he didn't send her on her way. Then is he that this one? This okay, episode. this episode. Yeah. Okay, because that's when he was telling, like Ezra Bridgers is a a Bakken Jedi. A, yeah, which is Jedi taught after Trained the fall of the, the temple. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, is, is that like what I am?" He's like, "No, I trained you to be something different or yeah. better." So something else, something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
you know, they're, they're going along. And this, at this point in time, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is where um, Ahsoka does reach Sabine through the force, mm-hmm. finds out where she is. And, uh, but also at the same time, the scans that were happening or the, uh, the sisters mm-hmm. also zeroed in on where Ahsoka was sitting in the ring mm-hmm. too. Uh, whatever bone she'd landed on there. And I don't mean that as any kind of euphemism whatsoever. <laughs> whale bone. Like that that, didn't that help. sounded pretty bad. Whale I was bone. about to walk a walk at that one. Uh, sorry. Sorry. That was totally not intended. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but, you know, they, they figure out where she's at. They give the coordinates to the gunners. And just as they're about to take off because she knew, because Ahsoka knows where Sabine is now, incoming fire. So... Fortunately, they had a heading that we're about to take off anyways. Mm-hmm. And they were powered up and getting ready to go. So they do manage to avoid the fire uh, and head down to the planet. But now they also know where she's out in the open. They see where she's going. So they're sending ships out after her. So let her go. Let her get there. That chase is on. Um, also, now down on the planet, they, Balin and Shin, have made themselves known, let themselves be seen along with uh, the other raiders, too. So time to get a move on. So they are now in uh, flea mode, and they start And then this is where we get the dialogue of, like, she's like, what are we going to do? He's like, well, I'm going to do this, and you're going to go and says, join the Empire. says, go find your place in Thrawn's mm-hmm. new empire. Yeah. Well, I know he also said something about your ambition is leading you down a different path. Yeah. Yeah. than mine i am i'm this is more of his his cryptic talk about looking for something else he's got a different calling mm-hmm. he's not there to to do the bidding of thrawn and morgan and all that stuff he's he has a different agenda so <clears throat> to which she just looks it gives him you know that weird owl like unblinking <laughs> look mm-hmm. and uh okay and so there she goes off and starts chasing him down so the Raiders watching. It's always fun to see a chase in Star Wars, and seeing all the variables that happen in there, um, especially when you have a group of beings who seem to be pretty peaceful and non-threatening, not next-level kind of thing. But they always have. They may not be great, greatly powerful in attack, but they have a high defense, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's always fun to watch. So. You know, the, here come the Raiders, here comes Shin. Um, they're trying to make their way in between all the pill bugs, and they're getting hit by rocks, getting hit by stones. Getting uh, One has a slingshot. Yeah, the, sling, <laughs> the slingshot. Of, yeah. I wonder where that came uh-huh. from. <laughs> At least it wasn't a laser slingshot. I know, right? <laughs> um, you know, Sabine's got her blasters out. She's blasting away. You know, so it's a very fun chase scene, fight scene uh, that's happening between the Raiders and... Uh, you know, Sabine and, and uh, Ezra and the, the, what was it? The, the Neoto? Nodi. The Nodi? The Nodi. Um, and the, even, even the howlers like inside. Yeah. One I, of the, I was like, where's the howler at? Then you see him in a window, just like. <laughs> yeah, he's inside one of the big, the, one of the mobile homes, basically. The pill bug mobile homes. Uh, just watching what's happening outside. Yeah, but no, fun scene that's going on. Um, but, in the meantime, once when, when they do get not- or Thrawn, 
does get notified that they've been found. And so they, uh, he says, we're going to send two gunships. That's cool seeing those gunships from Rebels in live action too. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I was, was wondering what gun, cool. I was wondering what gunships we were going to see when he said that. I was like, yeah. "Ooh, what version of gunships are we going to see?" So, yeah. 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 Shout out to Legacy Props who put those together. <laughs> yeah, cool. that was really cool. Right. Yep. So they go flying out. Um, and we what they had like a couple dozen stormtroopers. Each one, total. I think, did half a dozen, maybe. Yeah. They're, they're small. I mean, they're not small, but they're not like as big as the uh, Clone Wars. The right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, definitely felt very outnumbered with them showing up. So they did end up uh, catching up to them. Now, one of the uh, the little mobile homes got knocked out of commission. So they, they pulled up and uh, circled the wagons and started defending that way. So that fight got even more interesting there. Um, I'm pretty sure Shin jumped in at that point into the fight. Yeah. Or was it when the stormtrooper showed up? No, she jumped in before, I think. No, it was... I think she was I, hanging back. I think she was hanging back to... Yeah. I, um, yeah, it was all Raiders, and then when when stormtrooper showed up, I'm pretty sure That's she popped she up. Jumped yeah. in. Right yeah. in there, yeah. And then, you know, then yeah. Sabine went to hand yeah. Ezra back his lightsaber. I'm like, no. Yep. And he's like, he's no, like, no uh, I, don't need it, it. I gave it's... it to you. He's like, yeah, but you need something like, well, the force is my ally. Right. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yep. And boy, was it. We got to, he got to do a whole, I, I wonder if the actor himself was a little bummed out that he didn't get to pose the lightsaber. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have read that part of the script and be like, <clears throat> can I make an actor's note here? <laughs> he refuses, but eventually gives in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Dude. <laughs> what a bummer and this guy I mean, visually I mean, cool Ezra is Iman Esfandi I know a lot of people especially uh, Disney people wanted the guy that played Aladdin to play they're like oh he looks like Ezra and stuff but this guy 100% spot on Ezra Bridger hmm. and uh, he's been doing great so yeah oh yeah 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 no the interactions have been all great um, but watching him use the force while he was fighting mm-hmm was really cool, especially when he blocked the lightsaber with just the force. So mm-hmm. if you stop that screen just for that second there, you see that he does distort the lightsaber too. It yeah. does it does get distorted in the two places where he puts his hands up. So that was a cool little touch, I thought. Uh, so he's, he's, he hasn't been sitting there doing nothing. He's definitely gotten some power uh, in the time that he's been yeah. in exile. So that was neat to see. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure he was bummed he didn't get to play with the lightsaber. I know I would have been. Yeah. Oh, I, what do you mean I'm a Jedi, but I don't get to play with the lightsaber? Really? Uh, but then again, oh, I did notice though, when, when uh, sorry, going to backtrack a little bit. When, when Ahsoka was done doing her training, she was putting the recording away. In that little utility closet, it looked like she had several lightsabers hanging mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I've seen a question pop up online of whose lightsabers does Ahsoka have? Well, I mean, she has a lightsaber making droid with her. So chances are he might have said, well, I made some of these in case you ever need them or we need to, you know, if we're going to train or whatever. So I'm thinking if Ezra does end up with one, it might be one of those. Yeah. So he might he might get to put the lightsaber eventually. I hope he does. He needs to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or is he going to, uh, has he transformed into a completely different kind of force user? Even then, 
Mm, no, he needs a saber. <laughs> That's me. He needs yeah. a saber. Well, we'll see. So, but no lightsaber play for Ezra in this episode anyway. Uh, but the fight was cool. Uh, I was a little disappointed to see that the stormtroopers, once a stormtrooper, always a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. can't seem to shoot anything. <laughs> Aim for the head that <clears throat> doesn't have her helmet on. Even. <laughs> yeah, they're just shooting the, they're hitting the best car, but not the. No, to be fair, though, there was one where it did go for the headshot. She blocked it with her, with her gauntlet. So mm-hmm. that was cool. I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. answered that one. I don't know. I was still just kind of like, seriously. You think after all this time, they would have been training, honing their skills, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but they look like they were going down like chumps. Just like always, even in the (laughs) cool red and broken up armor that they have. Uh, So, but in comes in, so they're, they're having their fight and in comes Ahsoka coming in hot Coming in real hot and making sure that Huang gets his timing right this time because yeah. I don't know what happened last time that his timing was not correct. <laughs> uh, but watching her uh, jump out of the spaceship and at full speed was mm-hmm. pretty cool to mm-hmm. see. Um, she's got those those old Jedi moves, man. They they look really good on her, I got to say. And uh, of course, she runs into Balin. Yeah, almost like he was waiting for, almost which I did not expect. Said. When she jumps out and she rolls up on Balin, I was like, what? I mean, he was kind of surprised. He's like, you picked me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, she he is kind of like, the, like he, she knows that, that Sabine can handle a bunch of stormtroopers, whatever. And clearly she's been holding her own against Shin to some degree. So, yeah. And if she's with Ezra now, then for sure. Uh, but yeah, Balin, Balin being the big threat, I guess. But I get, and again, I think that's something... W- like how what's going on with the force because I don't think he was waiting for Ahsoka. No. No. And she wasn't landing to meet up with Balin. It just just happened to be in the force because he like this they're both surprised to see each other right there. You know, when she got up, mm-hmm. she took a half step like, What are you doing here? And even even he had a like Yeah. What are you doing here kind of look and Well he thought she was dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> I knew we were going to get the Ahsoka Balin Two, because you don't have one battle where the hero, especially the one the show's named after, doesn't get a chance to redeem in right. the in the battle. But um, so I knew we were going to get it, but I, I was surprised we got it at this time. But it was cool. It was. It she was went quick fight. to the double sabers this time, though. Yep, <laughs> yep. I feel like she should have delivered the whole uh, the uh, what is it? The story of my demise or the. Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she should have said that, but oh well. Anyway, no fun fight, of course, mm-hmm. as always. We've seen in, in this. Um, <clears throat> did we? I think I was it, several episodes back. I mentioned that we were getting a laser, uh, laser sword, <laughs> lightsaber fight in every episode, and then I think we had an episode where we didn't have one, but. Now we're we're getting them again. Yeah, every yeah. episode. Yeah, we're getting at least a couple too. So I'm always a fan of the lightsaber fights. Uh, but then, oh, that, that's right. Huang comes in, drops a bunch of bombs or something, and a little carpet bombing, or yeah, distracts yeah. Balin, and she goes hopping onto his howler. Well, because she, <laughs> she yeah. steals his ride. That well, was pretty funny. To to an extent, or whatever, paraphrasing, he says, you know, you will not win this this uh-huh. battle. And she's like, well, that that's not the mission, basically. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I got some yeah. other thing to do. And, yeah. And that's, you know, then the, that's when Huang comes in, blast, 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 and she's out. Yep. 
and then we get that ah, god every scene with him is so cool I, I know we keep talking about it but oh no just I, you yeah. see the thoughts in his head mm-hmm. like chase I, her or go to what i was supposed to do yeah i really am sad that we're not going to be able to i well i don't think we're going to be able to explore that character anymore i mean if they recast the character maybe but we'll i don't know it's one of those oh, tough calls, that's going to be rough yeah I don't know if that's possible they have some time to think about it. I'm sure since, you know, they found out that he passed away and uh, I, I can't imagine it was too long until Filoni started thinking like, what are we going to do with this character now? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. can we do? So I'm pretty sure that would be top of his list. I know, I mean, after watching this, I know everybody wishes that Ray would still be with us to, mm-hmm. to continue this character. Everybody I talk to loves his character so oh, yeah. much. He's, and everybody he, is yeah. so sad that he's not, that mm-hmm. he's gone now. Um, not just because it, it was a Star Wars character, but, you know, from all accounts, this guy was a great guy, too, on top of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this really is a great character, too. I mean, there's, there, he was leading to, I think, the bigger overall arc. Mm-hmm. Of what all this is about, so and especially since like a big critique of recent Star Wars live action is there has been a villain problem, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that he is, like I said, he's not necessarily evil, but he is a villain in this story and played him has played him so far pretty masterfully. So mm-hmm. yeah, he definitely has. It's uh, part of an agenda. So, uh, well, I mean, Thrawn's in. Now, for as far as the villain part goes, mm-hmm. with any of that, I mean, Gideon's done a great job as being a villain. So, I don't know who's complaining about the villains. Hux. But anyway, huh? Hux. I liked Hux. I thought he was hilarious. Do you hear me? <laughs> I just, I don't want to win. I just want Kylo to lose. <laughs> I thought he was funny. Anyway, all right, so. Uh, yeah, so she she steals the howler and goes running off to meet up with uh, Ezra and Sabine. So she does show up, of course, right in the nick of time uh, to help turn. Well, I mean, she helps turn the tide. Uh, the stormtroopers get called off. You know, we get to see the the different deployment that and and uh, tactics that Thrawn uses because he's got a little droid that's up there giving him a second by second update of what's happening on the battlefield he's got the sky cam yep yep which is so much like what our military does now with drones <laughs> mm-hmm. and all that stuff having the the eye in the sky to see what's going on and he uh yeah no he makes the call of you know draw them back we don't we're good we're done and this is where we find out that this is the main goal of it all was that Ahsoka has lost the one thing that she can't afford to lose, the one resource, <laughs> which is time. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I love the, the when they were about to pretty much like uh, gun them down before Ahsoka got there, and Ezra's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, Always some ridiculous stalling yeah. tactic that he's got. Yeah, I love how Shen didn't fall for it either. She's like, "No, kill him." <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Without blinking, she said that too. Mm -hmm. Not a blink. Nary a blink was found. Nope. And even when she was thinking when Ahsoka's like, you know, come with us, you know, no blink. No, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can help you. I can help you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot she actually talked to her at yeah. that point. I do find it interesting, again, going back to what Balin told her, like she is, she's Sith. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't consider yeah. himself Sith. No. There's been some people talking about how his lightsaber's orange, not red, too. No, it's it's, it's, it's red. red. It looks pretty red to me. I don't know. I don't know if there was some photo manipulation happening or what and, and the things that I've seen, but people have selective sight. No, very true because like he's not a true Seth he, or a Sith and he's not a true Jedi. So what is he going to be? So they're trying to, yeah, no, it's red. Yeah. There's no way around that. Yeah. Well, I mean the fact that he says he's, he wants power too. I mean, yeah. he didn't mention that to her and I, well, thinking about the conversation, maybe, well, she's like, what, what do we get or something? And he's like power. Well, right. well, the other part of it too, is that he's, selfish enough to go do i'm gonna go i don't care about all this i'm you're all tools to me like i'm going through all of this because it's gonna get me where i want to go and and this is what i'm doing i'm doing my own thing so even you apprentice who i trained kick rocks i'm gonna go do my thing like oh you go find your your place over there and i'm gonna go do my thing that's not very jedi he's talking about breaking the cycle well he did say that too what cycle specifically is he talking about? Master, apprentice, good, bad, kill each other. The 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 uh, rise of the bad guy, the death of the bad guy, the rise of the good guy, then the death of the good guy. That's the cycle that I've got. Well, we, we, when you look at it, this is where we're at. We've got, you know, we've had the Jedi Empire, the fall of Jedi, or the Jedi, the time of Jedi. They fall. Rise of the Empire. It falls. Rise of the New Republic. It falls. First Order's fall is coming, and it's it falls. It's just the up and down of good and bad and good and bad. The cycle always, always. And that's even how they've recently, when they've done the eras of Star Wars, Mm -hmm. and the 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 calendar that they revealed during celebration, like one of them is the fall of the Jedi era, the rise of the Empire, the fall of the you know. Mm -hmm. So So that's what I got. You know, the constant. They're always to you know a master and apprentice. That whole. Well, that was set up by the Sith Empire. Well, I know, but I think it, it's all, but even, even with the Sith, they had their, their way of doing things. I think that's the way I took, that's the way I took that is that he just wants to like be the, the wrench that blows all that up. Yeah. But to, to what? So that it's all evil all the time, all good all don't the know. time. Like, and I don't think, I don't even think he, I don't get the feeling like it was a thing of, he was thinking about evil or good. He's more of that thing is like, what's good for me. And so his power, whether that's good or bad is going to be up to other people's judgment, I think. I'm not even sure mind. if he's doing it for himself. I feel like he he thinks what he's doing is even greater than that. Which any good villain, though, any good supervillain is always... Oh, he's a supervillain? Well, no, 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 <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying any good supervillain is like, oh, it's not about me. It's about the greater... You know, they always find the way of being able to do some of the most despicable things because it's the right thing to do, and this is how I view the universe, means. blah, blah, blah. Uh, means justify or the ends justify the ends the justify means. the means yeah because it's the right thing to do so I, I think I think they're setting them up to be like a level on par with with Thrawn I I think that the, the 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 potentiality of that character going to there is there I mean that's why it's such a well such a hit but yeah I feel like there's going to be that the the idea the character might move on but there might be a, some sort of transformation that happens with them it might justify having somebody else play that character. Uh, I know I've seen some of the rumors or some of the theories out there about some mother figure or whatever. Uh, you know, we've seen the, uh, the father, the daughter and the son star Wars thing with the, with the world between worlds, that episode, 
that opened up that whole gate where Eshron went in and saved Ahsoka and that dynamic of that. And then there's some theory about there was, there's also a mother figure that was in there supposedly that is tied with the Drathomir and ended up becoming corrupted. And that's what's calling to Balin. I don't know. I didn't know anything about that beforehand. Have you guys heard about this theory before? Yeah. So it, yeah, I just wanted to mention it because I saw it in a few different places. I don't know if it was just one person echoing it in a couple of different places or what. Um, sounded a little far-fetched, but then again, we're all in, we're in <laughs> brand new territory. But the thing that always does happen with Filoni is that every time we think they're going in a certain direction, they always, mm-hmm. we always, they always end up somewhere we had no idea that, that we're going to go in. Yeah. And it ends up being a, a better place than what we had imagined. Most know? of the time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, just for a split two seconds, when he when he was telling Shin, he's like, you know, go be part of, you know, do your thing in Thrawn's Empire. For just the slightest second, I'm like, is she was she a young Phasma? Because for some reason, she she resembles Gwendolyn Christie, but I'm like, no, she wasn't force sensitive, and she's in six feet tall. But yeah, there's no, no way she yeah, would not use her powers exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. why. I said, but it was it was just a split second, but. No. No. I was doing that typical Star Wars fan shipping, like, oh, it's somebody in a costume. They got to be somebody that we know. <laughs> so, right. No. So, I've seen some weird fan castings for Balin. Not weird, but interesting. Like, if he, if he character moves on, like, somebody I've had seen a, one. Yeah, I saw uh, Gerard Butler was one. Mm-hmm. And then Leave Shriver. Yeah, I saw that one, which is pretty close. I like Ooh, yeah. Leave Shriver. I'm okay. I would actually be I'm okay, okay with, with that, that one. Me too. I'm okay with that one. I think he would be pretty darn close. Yeah. He he can play a pretty salty character. Yeah. And dry and just Yeah. I, no, I I don't now like I automatically put his head and then I started hearing his voice and in in the lines I'm like, "Yep, I, yeah, I'm I can there. see." Would yeah. it be cheap if they put him in a helmet that modulated his voice? Yes. Yes. Cuz most Sith lords do. No, no, sure. I I I think it would be told I think that would be a cop out. A cop I, out. If, if they either I I my personal feeling is to do the character right, you're either going to recast him and do your best to get the right actor for that. Or write him off and don't mm-hmm. don't do anything else, and then keep put him back into. And then if you want to work the the character further, then you put him in the books and the other things. Yeah. Well, if they do recast him, it'd be the first time that it happens in Star Wars. True. It would be. That would be so precedent. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Um. The, again, the only reason I brought up that one theory was that there's a possibility of being. Um, possessed because we are talking about night sisters and zombie and all that that weird side I, I consider that the really weird side of star wars yeah no i agree for all the far out there tech and jedi force powers and all that stuff the dark the, the sisters are the knights are even further out on the weird side of star wars especially when zombies started getting popped up i was like are you serious um and the fact that they're called witches and all that stuff so i feel like there might be a a um, possession of some sort, maybe if Balin finds his power. I mean, we only have one episode left, and we have seen it to a point too with the Night Sisters when uh, Kanan and Sabine were kind of possessed by the ghosts mm. when they're in Dathomir. That's mm-hmm. when and when they're trying to lure Ezra over there. And they're I mean, they're green eyes and they're fully possessed, but right. 
And there's one of those, like, if they touch you, you die kind of things. But they escaped him. That's where Sabine found the Darksaber and Maul's little collection. Right. And stuff. But for live action, I mean, it's not that far-fetched. It's new territory for live action. So, I mean, I would be surprised. I think that'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that's the only thing way I can see them maybe recasting or completely changing the character, which would be real a real, real stretch. But mm-hmm. who knows? Um, I, I just am, am seriously, what? I got just fandom hot take. Oh, what? go. Spit it out, because we're about to wrap up anyway, so. It's a dying planet, a planet of death. So it's, he, he finds this ultimate power, and it's Darth Nihilus, and he consumes his body, and he becomes Darth Nihilus. Yeah, but Darth Nihilus was over in the other galaxy. Why would he be over here? Mm-hmm. In this far, far away one. Night sister shit. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. It was fa- fanboy take. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, one episode left now. Um, it's hard to believe that any of this is going to get wrapped up in one episode, but who knows? I need more than just one more leave. season. Yeah, we're definitely, we've definitely got to be getting another season. There's, it's gonna, it has to wrap up somewhere else. I can't. I just need wrapping up here. I just need this show to continue and be the glue that holds the Star Wars story together. I did have a, uh, I had another possibility I brought up uh, with somebody I work with. We were talking about this last episode here, uh, especially since Thrawn is eating away at the time that our our heroes have to get back. Which I mean, they have a ship. They could always just find the Purgles again and start mm-hmm. hopping around. I mean, clearly it doesn't take that long to go from galaxy to galaxy when you're on a Purgle or in a Purgle, whatever. Uh, so I feel like that might be a way that they end up coming back. Another thought that occurred to me was, what if they don't end up going back, which is why we don't ever hear anything about Ahsoka or Sabine or Ezra in Could any be. of the following movies, they do get stuck there, but it also leads to the ability to start a whole new franchise branch of the Star Wars brand because now they're in this galaxy and you have a classically trained Jedi, you have a Mandalorian, and you have a Jedi basically trained out in the in the wild that are can now maybe build a whole new Jedi something in this planet and start up a whole new story here. So that is a very prevalent theory that I've been hearing. Really? Yes. Oh, I came up with that all by, I swear oh, nobody no, no, else I, said anything I, That's why you're, <laughs> I was you're, just you're, thinking, you're what if saying that I'm laughing in my head. I'm like, oh no, 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 it's, it, I've heard this, I've heard this okay. and I've heard, and I've heard already, there's already YouTube, you know, how it goes, people start blah, 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 talking and that is one and I've heard both the pros and the cons of it. You know, there are some people who absolutely hate that idea. Okay. And I'm more of the guy who's like, well, if they go that route, if it's good and it doesn't affect what we've got over here then why why would it be a big thing so i don't know i don't i personally think to to be 100 percent real i don't think they've got the people to pull that off right now at dilke's film i don't i don't think they've got the talented writers or, or people to do that right now i think if they do that that puts a lion's share of the load on dave filoni and that's too much for one guy to to carry i would i wouldn't mind it to a huge extent but i don't think it it does anything to to pull more people in 
that it, it, it it's an interesting idea but i don't think they're going to do it I, I i don't think they're going to do it i don't think they can i really don't think they can they, they can do it i'm only bringing it up because it, it it's not going to bother me either way yeah. what they decide to do. I just feel like there's no way that this can all be wrapped up in one last it's episode. It's not. It's not. And so you got a historian droid too that knows the entire right, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as for for as far as a, a, a group to be the seed of a beginning thing, it's a pretty good, yeah. good core group for that. The, you do have the spirit of Ahsoka in Rise of Skywalker, though, when they're all calling to Ray at the end. Mm-hmm. You do? Do mm-hmm. you hear? Yeah, yeah. I have only seen the movie one time, so yeah. Because you hear Kanan and you hear Ahsoka. So yeah. I, I think it's a better thing what we were talking about before about them trying to, like Chad, you say, fix the things and make it and 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 tie up, um, tie up anything you know the the timeline mm-hmm. and and what they want. I think that is a better idea to go with than trying to. Spin off an entire. I think that's a better game. use of them. Cause I like, agree. Oh, why weren't they at the final battle? Who cares, man? It's a big galaxy. They're off yeah. fighting the fight somewhere else. But to have them be off in a completely different galaxy—that's this whole new story. I think is is a lot when they could serve a better purpose, being back in our galaxy and building up the story in between Return of the Jedi and well, if uh, Thr- the Force Awakens. If Thrawn is the one that comes back and does start the the first order, then I mean that's kind of self-explanatory, and maybe he just gets too old and finally dies. Yeah, I mean, how long do they yeah. live? Well, no, I, that that is completely plausible, and, and and could be exactly what happens. But I don't know. I, but I, I think Thrawn has to come up victorious in the season. I agree. Well, he has to come up like getting back to the galaxy, and then now we're going to set up a secret base and go there and, and do that. I yeah. Mean, well, he, yeah, I agree. Because I agree. his plan to overtake the New Republic isn't something that's going to happen just because he shows up, because mm-hmm. he's got the Chimera and what? A bunch of coffins and Which is- some... <laughs> he has a few Imperial remnants that yeah. are still... you know, But it's not enough to overthrow no. The, the, no. the Republic, and he's going to know that. I'm sure he doesn't think like the second he comes back, he's like, okay, and now we, we start war with... The- well, how, how big would do you think the Shadow Council is that we're introduced to in Mandalorian? Cause we got Pelion, mm-hmm. we got Hux, we got a bunch of other uh, Imperials. It like six or seven yeah. of them. Yeah, but it could be factions. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely the... And we don't know how big they are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like some might be bigger than others, some might be <laughs> mm-hmm. like cells. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's not enough to take on the Republic. No, not so. at all. No. So it could it could very easily be the seed for the first order and he just ends up you know yeah he, he gets back and he sets us up and they go to this you know he's like now i'm going to take you to, now we're going to go to a planet that isn't on the star maps so it's called exegol and they fucking leave it at, and they leave it at that yeah. you know and then i mean not the most satisfying ending for no ahsoka i think but if we're talking about fixing that that's what's going to happen but anyway, we're we're days away from seeing this last one. So yeah, we can, yeah, I could speculate all day, but I don't have time. I have to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna leave it at that. Whatever you guys think is is gonna happen, I mean, let us know. Joe, do we have any threads up? We do not. <laughs> okay, not this time. My bad. That's all right. But we will do it for the finale. We've for been sure. busy. Yeah, all good. All right. So, anyways, but you know, you guys can always reach out to us if you want. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, with that, lots, lots of uh, stuff happened overall. How'd you guys feel about these two episodes? Rewatched many times. It makes, yeah. it makes me feel bad 
how little I've rewatched Mandalorian season three, considering how much I rewatch these episodes. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't. I have. I overall, I liked them. I obviously have my critiques or a couple of things, but it's been, you know, my personal thing. The overall drive is it, the story is moving in a way that I like it. So I, I, my only concern is it. It feels like we're getting set up for a really abrupt ending, and I don't like those. So that's my only like right now. Walking in, I'm like, I'm, I'm sad we're getting to the end because we're here again but i'm also nervous because i'm like man the build-up wasn't quite what i was hoping for with this last episode it was good but i'm like that means maybe eight is going to be like a short like three or four jabs in your face and we're out and then i'll be like what happened you know what i mean so i don't know um overall i'm liking it but that's my only thing going in yeah yeah, last episode i love these these past two episodes because i mean especially they're a good balance of what we got leading into it. And I thought this uh, Dreams and Madness was a good piece setter for what I think will be a pretty kick-ass finale. Um, it, it it did what like, some of the penultimate episodes do, and they're just, like I said, just setting the pieces. And I'm, I'm really excited, especially with uh, Rick directing the finale. So I think it's going to be... A fun ride, and I don't think like I've been saying since before the season started. I don't think we're, this is it. We're going to get at least one more season of Ahsoka, and it's going to branch off to some of the other projects too. So I'm going to be real disappointed if it takes them the whole episode to get out of this galaxy. I need it to be like Agreed. Mando going to Mandalore. It needs it need, like you think it's going to take the whole episode? Nope. First five minutes, I'm gone. And see what happens when they get back. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need, I need a taste of that. <clears throat> I need a taste of of the aftermath. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get some pretty big fighty fighty with the New Republic. Maybe. Well, like I said, we only got a few more days till we see this. The <clears throat> excuse me, the end of this uh, season. So. I did enjoy this last couple episodes that were fun to watch and rewatch and, you know, try and try and get some ideas of to what the motivations are for some of these characters and what's going on. But and then just seeing the action, of course, for me, that's always the funnest part of Star Wars because I'm just basic like that. (laughs) I like the light, fun fighting stuff. (laughs) I still stand by it. This is the best show of the Star Wars shows that we've gotten. Yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay, better than Mando. Mm-hmm. Disagree. Okay. Disagree. Well, okay. All right. Okay. We're not going to get into that. But yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, wholeheartedly disagree, but that's fine. If you really want to talk about that, let's talk about it after we talk about the finale to this. That would be a good there. conversation after. Okay. All right. Put a pin okay. in it. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. All right, guys. So, pin. <laughs> a few more days, and this series of Ahsoka that we were so anxiously waiting for will be over and boy has the story been fun and interesting and exciting okay well with that from this covert of four we want to remind you as always this is the way this This is is the the way. way